The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We are coming up to, what, two weeks into the new year, although it kind of feels like we've been in it for about two months, to be honest with you. The past two weeks have just been wild. Um, but you know what? Let's you know shake things up a little bit here. Are, are you one of those people who make New Year's resolutions. I think at one point, uh, New Year's resolutions were a very, very popular thing. Everyone talked about it. Everyone did it. I'm not so sure that as many people do it anymore, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if you have made a New Year's resolution if last week put a kibosh on it, or at least, you know, you hit pause for a couple of days. We know that traditionally January 17th is ditch New Year's resolution day, um, the day that most believe is when a large number of you say, Dah! done with it. I'm not doing this. You abandon your New Year's resolution. So my question is, how can you get past that point? Or do you really need to be making resolutions in the first place? I'm thrilled to have Dr. Josh Claypo back on the show. He's a clinical psychologist at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Hi, Dr. Josh. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you sort as of. well, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> hey, give me an idea. What's the, just, you know, before we get into this, what's the feel in uh, in Alabama these days? It depends on who you talk to, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's some, I, you know, I get asked this a lot. It's some, it's strange times here. And I, I, as a psychologist, I'm supposed to be the one who has, you know, the answers for the psychology behind what's going on. But I think that much like many um, Americans and, and really the world, um, we don't know what's coming next. Uh, you, you know, this, uh-huh. has been, um, this has been a year of what's going to happen next, politically, public health-wise, et cetera. And I think it also speaks to, to tie in, it speaks to what's happening with people's, people's New Year's resolutions. I think not only are maybe less people making them, the resolutions themselves are probably a little different given what we've been going through and what seems to be breaking in the news every every day. So doctor, how do you think that they're different this year? How do you how do you what are you hearing? So, you know, the typical resolutions, if you think about the typical resolutions, they're they're in a few categories. It's it's exercise or, and or health. You know, I'm going to eat better, lose weight, work out more, that kind of that one. Uh, then you have finances. I'm going to save more money or I'm going to save money to buy something. Um, and then you kind of have relationship broadly defined. I'm going to be a better spouse, a better parent, uh, whatever. And then the last one is work. I'm going to do these mm. things and work. Those are the categories that people. But if you think about it with the pandemic particularly, it's changed everything. How people exercise, the way that they eat. Uh, the the way that they work, the way that they parent, the way that they interact. So I think a lot of people have really rethought how they're doing those behaviors in the first place. And then to resolve to make a change, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next week. So I think a lot of people are really stuck with 
do I do I resolve to make a change or not? <laughs> yeah, and you know what I think? I, I think a lot of people have put priorities. Um, their their priorities have have been jumbled around. Maybe before you were really worried about getting into your size whatever pants, and um, uh, you know after wearing stretchy pants and not being able to get your hair done for six months, you're not so worried about that anymore. But maybe it's more about you know we've spent a whole lot more time with our families and and maybe that is something that we're we're looking at um you know making more resolute this is what we want to do is make our family lives better make our relationships better because i think a lot of us really realized the importance of that connection when we didn't have that connection this year past year Absolutely. I, I have said this about the, the pandemic and sort of what it's done to our behaviors or our, our experiences. It has shined a light, a very bright light, on who we are as individuals. And what I mean by that is, in some cases, it's been a flattering light. Um, in some cases, it's shined a light on the cracks that we have, whether those are personal cracks, familial cracks, health-wise, work-wise, and What's happened is we haven't been able to sort of hide behind things. And so, yes, people are looking at it and going, God, I thought I was a great parent, but now after spending all this time with my kid, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was, you know? Mm. Um, Or, and I'm a big proponent of this, a lot of people are pushing off health-related things. It's not as important because I can wear my stretchy pants. And that's actually not the case. I, I, I think that I know that our physical health and physical well-being are intimately tied to our mental health and mental well-being. And so letting things like that go um, are are, are not a good idea. I will say this, though, and I've gone on record in a number of interviews saying this. I do not like New Year's resolutions because Uh people tend to make them – people tend to make them – because of that external pressure. Everybody's making them. I love resolutions. Resolve to make a change in your life, but resolve when you're ready, not because of the calendar date. I was I was listening to one of your interviews uh, over the past couple of days or reading one of the articles, and I love what you said. You said, you know what, I've spent my entire career helping people make changes, and tons of people have a lot of advice to give you, but most of it is BS. And I thought, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? So, you know, how do we cut past the BS then, Josh? It is. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, you caught me. You caught me in an off moment in one of my uh, one of my uh, Instagram videos. So, so here's my frustration. Um, there is a lot of motivational and inspirational information out there. You can do this. Shoot for the stars. Make this the best year ever. And and inherently, there's nothing really wrong with that. But what it does is it tends to set people up for unrealistic resolutions. You know, mm. I'm going to run a, 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 an ultra marathon. I'm going to lose 50 <laughs> pounds. I'm going to become a millionaire. That's the BS. If you think about most of the changes that, that, that we resolve to make, they tend to be lifelong changes. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to be better in my relationship. I'm going to save my... They're not, they're not changes that we do for three weeks. And so this idea of setting off these huge, lofty goals, all it does is set us up for failure. This is absolutely a bit-by-bit, day-by-day, 
make it easy, make mm -hmm. it reachable, move on to the next day. Now, I know that that's not sexy, it's not magic, it's not mystical. <laughs> but the science is what bears that out. People who make successful change have goals that are reasonable. They have people around them who support them. They make those goals fit into their environment. And they have a system where they're successful week after week as compared to keeping their fingers crossed and hoping that they're successful. That's the science. It, it's boring sometimes, but I can tell you this, decades and decades shows that it works. Well, and that's the thing, Josh. Everyone wants to, everyone wants it uh, done. You know, click your heels together, wiggle your nose, and boom, you've lost the 40 pounds, or boom, your blood sugars are back down to normal, or boom, you have uh, $100,000 in the bank account. It, it doesn't work that way. It takes that initial first step and then a number of smaller steps each time, each time. You talk about progress and, and tracking the progress, and I think this is really important mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter if it's a weight loss goal, let's say, or maybe trying to find that next job. I, 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 I've, I've often read and know about the importance of journaling. Why is journaling yeah. so important? What, what does that do in your brain, inside of your soul, whatever it is, to keep you going and maybe keep you on track? Well, the, the term or the te technical term is what we call the self-monitoring effect, which is basically if we monitor ourselves in our behavior, we're more likely to do that again. And, and really what's happening here is by taking it outside of our brain, whether we're writing it down, we're creating a progress chart in our phones, anything that we can see externally, it decreases the chance that we can play the mind games that we typically do um, on ourselves <laughs> with the rationalization, the denial, that kind of stuff. And so really what it's doing is it's taking thoughts and it's making them observable. And when they're observable, it's more difficult to deny um, that they're not happening. And from a reinforcement standpoint, we get more pleasure out of seeing the progress. Now, again, that's one of those ones that seems simple. It seems too easy. It seems too simpl uh, simplistic to be uh, impactful. But it absolutely is. Monitor the money you're spending, you'll spend less money. Monitor your exercise, you'll eat. I mean, you'll exercise more. Monitor the food that you eat, you'll eat better. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's, it, again, it is decades old, and technology's allowed us to do that now in a much easier way than having to actually journal if that seems like an arduous task. Dr. Josh Claypo joining me this afternoon is a clinical psychologist at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Um, Dr. Josh, you know, you talk about um, not doing this alone. I find a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm, I'm going to do this because yeah. I don't, if, if I fail, then they'll be like, oh, what'd you do, Nye? What'd you do, you know? Um, but you suggest that that's a really important part of this because you could you can generate some help back, you know, some uh, the support back. And, and maybe find someone else who's in the same boat as you are. Absolutely. Again, we're going on decades of science that shows social support or connectedness in a behavior change is more likely to breed success. And now there's two ways mm -hmm. to do that. One is, you know, the accountability partner, someone who's going on the diet with you or is exercising with you. And that's great. But the research also shows that even if they're not doing it with you, they're not engaged in the same behavior, 
that if people are around you, not just holding you accountable, you know, oh, did you do it? But encouraging you, literally encouraging you, saying you're doing a great job, keep going, you're more likely to be successful. So what I always tell people is don't hide it. Let somebody know and take it one step further. You can ask somebody, your, your friend, your family, look, I'm trying to make this change. If you see me doing what I'm supposed to, give me the encouragement. Now, I know that sounds silly, but again, think about your end game. Your end game is I want to be successful. And people like to encourage one another. So don't hide it. Let people know. Well, you talk about rewards. I remember years ago, and I'm talking yeah. a long time ago, you know, maybe 18, 17 years ago, I did, uh, actually 16 years ago, I did a couple of bodybuilding competitions, and it was real tough. Uh, a lot of working out, a mm-hmm. lot of food restriction, a lot of you name it. And uh, I mean, hey, uh, you know, the the picture, that the, the one day that I looked like that at the end of it all was pretty awesome. But we talk about rewards through that, that little thing that kind of kept you, kept you going maybe it was a bite of this or a bite of that how important are is is a reward um in whatever it is we're not just talking about diet we're talking about maybe just you know whether it's exercise or being nice to your family whatever it is <laughs> what how, how do you look at rewards I, it is listen you said in the top of this interview you said uh january 17th is the quit sort of the quit date um, and that's the typical quit day because that's about as much time from January 1, about two and a half weeks is about as much willpower on average as most people have to keep after it without some sort of reinforcement. So what I'm always telling people is what's going to get you from week to week, not what's going to get you to the end of the month. So a reward system that you build in, and it can be as simple as, If I'm nice to my kids, like I said I was going to be, if I've saved money this week, if I've eaten well, if I've done my exercise, then I'm going to do something for myself that is not unhealthy, but that gives me pleasure. Maybe it's time away from my kids. Maybe it's renting a movie. Maybe it's some sort of ice cream, something. But you, you cannot try to deny yourself for an extended period of time. You said it as a bodybuilder. It is incredibly hard. You get to the end of that competition, and you're spent. When we're talking about lifestyle change, it's the rest of your life. So I call it a treat a week. It is a treat (laughs) a week if you've stuck with it, and then you're able to go to the next week. There we go. Um, Dr. Josh, before I let you go, I'm curious to know if you're watching the football game tonight. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Um, Of course I am. I mean, where I live, I absolutely am. I will tell you just quickly. This is what's this, you know, they talk about COVID brain between the pandemic and change of our lifestyles and the political thing. Our sports schedules are all off here in the States. I'm watching <laughs> basketball and college football and all this at the same time. And so what I've said in some of my Instagram posts is when, when you hear take it day by day of all yep. the times that we need to be taking things day by day, it is right now. Absolutely. Well, it's funny because my producer is an uh, Ohio State uh, fan, and I'm an Alabama fan. fan. So we were were battling back and forth a little bit earlier today. Uh, Dr. Josh, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for your advice, as always. Uh, I just, uh, I always appreciate your perspective on things. So, So thank you for joining us this afternoon. It's a pleasure to join you. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. You can check out Dr. Josh uh, Claypoe as well. He has a great Instagram account, and he uh, gives lots of great little uh, tips of advice, little uh, little 
bl- bits and blurbs that can get you through the day. The last name K L A P O W. Check it out on Insta for sure.